Step 12, Regenerate. Week two, day three. When to pursue reconciliation. The opening prayer for this lesson is, God, show me whom I need to approach for the purpose of reconciliation. When possible, God wants you to reconcile with those you have sinned against and with those who have sinned against you. Sometimes your sin alone created conflict or damage to a relationship. The person you sinned against has not sinned against you. If so, then making amends with that person by asking forgiveness and making any necessary restitution for your sin is your attempt to reconcile. If the one you harmed forgives you or accepts your amends, then you are reconciled. The matter is finished. That person, however, may not forgive you or accept your amends. When you have done your part to make peace according to God's word and wise counsel, yet remain unreconciled because of your victim's response, you can rest in God's peace. Your role is to follow Christ, not fix the relationship. Take time to answer these questions now. Question 1. Have you been reconciled with someone because he or she accepted your amends in Step 9? If so, give one example. Question 2. Are there people you have sinned against who have not sinned against you with whom you are not yet reconciled? Explain. Often, there is sin on both sides of a relationship. When two people sin against each other, God calls followers of Christ to initiate peace. Initiate peacemaking steps that depend on you. Forgive sins against you, step 8, and make amends for your own sin, step 9. Regeneration separates forgiveness and amends from reconciliation to teach your part of peacemaking even if someone is unwilling or unable to reconcile with you. You are commanded to follow Christ and to love others. You are not responsible for how someone responds to your peacemaking or how that person responds to Christ. After forgiving the sin against you and making amends for your sin, evaluate whether the sin against you can be overlooked. Proverbs 19 verse 11 says, Good sense makes one slow to anger, and it is his glory to overlook an offense. Ask yourself these four questions as to when you should not overlook an offense. Is the offense seriously dishonoring God? Has the sin seriously damaged a relationship? Is the sin continuing to hurt other people or you? Is the offense seriously hurting the offender himself? If you answer no to all of these questions, there is no need for further reconciliation. You can extend God's grace to the other person and be reconciled through Christ's blood without bringing the matter up with that person. If you answer yes to any of the four questions, it is loving to address the sin with the other person. Take note, on day five, you will begin to plan reconciliation with some of the people listed in your inventory. As with making amends, there may be individuals with whom a reconciliation effort could do more harm than good, like an old boyfriend or girlfriend who is married, a perpetrator of abuse, or a hardened criminal. If you have concerns about moving forward with reconciliation, seek godly counsel. A decision to not reconcile should not be made on your own. Be sure to read and complete Appendix C for this step if you have been abused. The person needs to be made aware of the sin and its damage so that he or she can see his or her need for reconciliation with God and others. 
when necessary, compassionately use God's Word to reveal the truth about sin. Chen Li explained that reconciliation is possible through Christ. 2 Timothy 2 verse 24 to 25 says, And the Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome, but kind to everyone, able to teach, patiently enduring evil, correcting his opponents with gentleness. God may perhaps grant them repentance, leading to a knowledge of the truth. If you confront someone's sin, and that person acknowledges the sin, is willing to repent, and to make amends, the door of reconciliation has opened. You can start making the relationship what God intends. If the offender disagrees about his sin, is unwilling to make amends, or will not repent of the sin, you should not reconcile or dismiss the matter. Rather, you should take additional biblical steps to handle this conflict. Day 4 will explain handling conflict. Continue to take time to answer these questions now. Question 3. With whom have you been able to overlook an offense because of God's grace? Give one example. Question 4. What fears do you have about confronting someone's sin? Abuse, crime, and others' rebellion can devastate our lives by no fault of our own. Sometimes we are innocent victims of sin. Victims, however, are in a unique position to be ministers of reconciliation. Christ chose to suffer innocently for the world's sin, extending to us all an offer of reconciliation with God. Victims can be some of the most effective messengers of the gospel to a person caught in a life of destruction by lovingly confronting sin, forgiving, and extending God's grace to the offender. If you are willing for God to use your suffering as means to speak God's truth and love and to demonstrate God's grace to someone for whom Christ suffered, then God can use you to change that person's eternity. If you are a victim, pray and ask God if he would have you be his minister of reconciliation to the one who harmed you. Please complete Appendix C for this lesson before pursuing reconciliation with an abuser. God will not call all victims to reconcile with their abuser, but he will call some. The closing prayer for this lesson is, God, give me grace and courage to pursue reconciliation with others. Now it's time to take action. Send a note of encouragement to someone you see pursuing reconciliation with others.